0: From Be Still Be Free it's the B-Cast with Amber Miller, Sarah Gody, and Monica Steely. For more resources and information related to today's episode, please visit www.bestillbefree.com.
1: Hi and welcome to the B podcast. Your host today is Monica Steely and I am here with Sarah Gody and Amber Miller and Hi. we are Hi. I <laughs> forgot to pause <laughs> to give them a moment. Um, We are in week two of our series, Be Boundless, which is just an empowering and awesome series that we are loving. Um, And last week, we talked about what it means to be patient. And this week, we are going to talk about be abiding. Abiding. Which is such a great word. It warms the cockles of my heart, this word.
2: (laughs) The cockles. And that's real. I did Google it. It's a real thing. You did, because we talked about it one time. Hashtag Monica quotes.
1: Just (laughs) just
2: for the future. Hashtag Monica's cockles. (laughs) (laughs) OMG, <laughs> hashtag N-O.
1: Amber, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about being
0: abiding? Oh, being abiding. Okay, this word is, is crazy cool. Um, I'm obviously really excited about it. So um, we're just going to get going. Abiding in the scripture, um, there's one verse particularly that I feel like, at least for me, that I immediately thought of when we talked about the word abiding, and that's... Um, John fifteen six through seven, where, you know, I'm the vine and you are the branches and anyone who abides in, in me and my word, um, you know, will can ask whatever he desires and it shall be done for you. So, um, that's the verse that I kind of based, started everything off of as abiding has just kind of grown and like be, had all these like tendrils and has become yeah. this thing that I had no idea it was going to be. So I started with that verse and just looked up the word abiding, which in the, Greek was minnow, kind of like the fish. And so I looked up minnow in the Greek, and it it was divided into three separate parts. Like, Hmm. there were three kind of different ways to abide. And the first way to abide was in reference to a place. And it literally said, in reference to a place, to sojourn, to tarry, not to depart, to continue to be present, Mm. to be held, kept continually. Hmm. And, and I thought this was really interesting because, and we'll go through all of the different ways that you can abide in something, but I, I felt like it's really important for us to establish these three different ways to abide. And so when talking about abiding in a place, I immediately thought like, you know, literally a place like God has called us to be where we're at right now. Yeah. And so, um, and abiding in that place is a huge deal. I, I, I found this verse, first Corinthians seven twenty four. And it says, so brothers, in whatever condition each was called there, let him remain with God. Mm. And, and so like, I don't know, have y'all ever been in a place like maybe a city or a job where you just started to feel like, like I'm done, like I'm ready to Uh leave, you know, like Uh I'm ready to go. And, um, and I, I found this article and I think this is really important. Obviously, um, I'm, I'm 25. And so I've relate most to my generation and the people that are my age and there's this article about millennials that's our generation and and it says today most young adults delay buying homes getting married having children and settling in long-term careers for the sake of flexibility 91 percent of millennials expect to change jobs in less than three years and this often involves transitioning cities or living situations according to the future workplace multiple generations at work survey as a result, we're a generation constantly in flux. Although we desire rich community and genuine relationships, we often do not stick around long enough for mm. these connections mm. to flourish. And this is an article called um, Dream Job or Dream Community by Kurt Devine from The Relevant Magazine. And um, and I just think that is so profound. Um, yeah. I know that, like... Our generation kind of lives in the fight or flight mode. Where, yeah, like um, we've we've talked about fight or flight a lot with B because mm-hmm. one of my favorite um, B verses is Exodus fourteen fourteen mm-hmm. where the um, Hebrews have you know fled Egypt and they're trapped between the Red Sea and Pharaoh and and you know they're like basically about to get killed and God says the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And so I, I feel like our generation lives in the fight or flight. Like we're constantly either like defending ourselves or we're like time to go. Right. And, um, and I think that that's something that we need to address because yeah. God calls us to abide where right. we're at. Like he literally says, like wherever you were called, like you need to remain there with God. Like he's right. there with you and he's calling you to stay there mm-hmm. until he calls you somewhere else. And so, um,
2: you A know, couple. really fast. Like, the, yeah. what's interesting about that? You talk about the millennials being that way, but the Israelites were that way. Yeah. They were constantly in fight or flight. They were never at peace. They were never content. They always wanted more. They always wanted change. They thought they knew what was better. Yes. So, what should have been an 11 day journey to the mm-hmm. promised land ended up being 40 years. 40
0: years. years. Uh huh.
2: Because they were not willing to abide reason. with God and right. where He had called them in that moment, giving them the manna giving them mm-hmm. the fire and giving them the cloud. That yeah. wasn't enough for them. They, they wanted more. And so because they wanted more, it took 40 years to get out of. Exactly. Right. And this is what is so important about this because it's the
0: same thing with the Israelites as it is for us today. Um, God will never, like, get us. It's never God's will for us to leave a place because of discontentment. Mm. Right. Right. It is God's will for us to leave a place because he has given us a vision and an excitement about what is to come. Right. Like like Greg
1: always says, God does not call you out of something. He calls you into Into. something. Exactly. And it may not be, it may be he's calling you into a place of peace out of a place of discord. Um, But there's, it's not just about you leaving. It's about where you're going. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, and I've dealt with this
0: twice now since, you know, getting married and trying to like you know, settle down and figure out my calling. I I I received my calling when I was like seven years old. Like I've known that I wanted to be in ministry and I wanted to do arts and I wanted to like, you know, do all of these things. And so like there was a time when Andy and I first got married and we were living in this little house in a little town with little people and like you know (laughs) like I was It was (laughs) Lilliput. It was very little and I, I had this little job teaching dance and you know and I just remember like driving and being like what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not doing my calling. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not doing the ministry I want to do. I'm not doing like helping the people I want to help. Like I have to leave. It's time. It's, you know, and I've been moving since high school, like moved to college, moved to travel around the world. Like, you know, I've been like, keep going, going, going. And so in my spirit, I felt it just like one day, just driving like flare up, like time to go, time to go. I can't stay here anymore. And, and you know, I talked to some mentors and they were like, (laughs) God will never call you out of something. He will, like Greg said, like he will call you into something else. And I didn't feel like I was being called into something else Mm -hmm. until about a year later. And I started working at CBC and I, you know, was doing that. And then about a year into that, like I started, I was an assistant and I started doing that whole, like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not doing what I feel like I should be doing. (laughs) I'm making copies and I'm, you know, like I'm not doing the ministry that I thought I would be doing. And and it was the same thing. Time to go. I yeah, got to find and- a house somewhere, and I got to <laughs> find a job somewhere, and it's time to go.
1: <laughs> and, and It's a different so state. interesting <laughs> that abiding is coming right after patient. Yes. Because we yes. talked last week with patients. Like, Jesus had to wait, and yes. David had to wait years and decades, they had to wait for their callings to be fulfilled and to abide exactly where they were. Jesus had to abide as a son and a brother in a family, knowing full well who he was. An imperfect family. (laughs) Sit in that imperfect family and just be who you are and abide there and wait.
2: And what's interesting is abiding is coming before committed. Right. And we will study next week about how most of the time we are not abiding Mm -hmm. because we truly are not committed. Yeah. We are right. going to abide as long as it feels good, and we're going to be committed as long as it makes us happy. But as soon as the going gets tough, we're out of there. Yes. And and we have to examine that because Christ, Jesus, was fully committed to his calling. It mm-hmm. took that long for mm-hmm. it to happen, right? And, and 30 years then was not as much as what it is now for us, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, they lived a, a, a while longer back then than we are, but still it was 30 years of him waiting before he even well, truly started his ministry. People were getting married at 15, 16, yes. exactly. and he wasn't. And the crazy thing is, is he was committed to death. Yeah. yeah. His commitment was ultimately he was going to die. And mm-hmm. if we knew that that was our story, we'd right. be like, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm totally I'm out. I'm hey, out. It's time to go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm not committed anymore. I'll see you later. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and there's something to be said for this waiting and this patience and this abiding, sinking into what God has called you to do, mm-hmm. where He's called you to do it, when He's called you to That's do right. it. Right, right. And, um, you know, and like we talked about last week, there's going to be a period where you've received your calling, but you may not be appointed, you know, a, appointed right. yet, you right. know, to where you're going to be. And I felt like especially a year ago. Like that's kind of where I was at. Like I knew God was calling me to do something, but I didn't feel like it was where I was at. And to me, in my mind, that was like, well, that means I have to move on. And then, again talking with the mentors and it was no you need to stay where you are until God calls you to the next thing Mm -hmm. and then God called me to the next thing and it you know and so it's like it's he's so faithful in that if you will abide where he's put you because he's put you there for a reason like he's teaching you something and growing you in a way that you don't even realize yet and so um, abide in the place where you are at so the next um reference in the word meno in the in the greek um is in reference to time and it says to continue to be, <laughs> be. <laughs> not to perish uh, to last to endure mm. of persons to survive or live and and This word endure. We've actually literally talked about it last week, which is funny because Sarah and I didn't talk at all. But no, this is really crazy. It's it's crazy. Um, God is
2: good. That's all I'm going to say. He's just all
0: over this, and it's so. We're just. You know, can I just take a second to say how humbled and like blessed all three of us are to even be a part of this? Because it's so much bigger than us. Like God is doing so much. We're (laughs) we're we just come in every time and we're just like amazed. So thank you, Jesus, for everything. To that. So the word. endure that we're kind of talking about is a hoopa minnow, which, uh, hupa, which we talked about last week means under, and then minnow means to remain. And so you're mm-hmm. remaining under and, and then it says to preserve, which I thought was interesting. I, I kind of like my dyslexia kicked in. Like I read that and I was like, Oh, persevere. No, no, nope. that's not what it says. It says to preserve. And so there's a preserving, like there's a, there's wow. a steadfast like. Like sitting in and changing of as you're like dealing with these misfortunes and trials. Um, and then it mm-hmm. says to endure, bear bravely and calmly ill treatments. And, hmm. and so, I, you know, every time that we, we are talking about this and we're doing this, I always come from the place where I, I'm going to teach and talk about whatever God's dealing with me about. Which is always fun. <laughs> and so, um, Better you than me. <laughs> right, yeah. So um, I, my verse for this is Mark 13, 13, where um, um, John the Baptist sends his servants um, to Jesus, and Jesus says, um, you'll be hated for my... Well, Jesus says, you'll be hated for my name's sake, um, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. And, and then he tells John the Baptist, and tell him... God blesses those who do not turn away because of me mm. and and the reason why this is um, specifically like for me where I'm at like God's been dealing with me lately on just some like hard things like you know things that he's like pulled out of me like here's some ugly ugly things yeah. in your life that you've got to deal with and it's hard it is hard <laughs> like it's hard when God is like you know there's this friction and, and yeah. God's like confrontationally you know coming at you with some stuff in your life that you need to change. And we kind of talked about this last night Mm -hmm. um, together, like that there needs to be friction and there needs to be confrontation in our life. And, And that's kind of where I've been at. And so I think that another part of abiding is like dealing with the confrontation that comes with growing in God. Like, it's not always your growth with the Lord and, like, being with the Lord is not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be, like, sunflowers and daisies. Like, right. there's going to be times where he's, like, you know, to grow and to kind of go in this next step with me, you're going to have to deal with some things. And and I think that's why this kind of this verse, Matthew 11:6 is so cool to me because he's saying, like, God blesses those who do not turn. Mm-hmm. Jesus is saying, God blesses those who do not turn away because of me. Mm-hmm. Like God, Jesus is kind of delivering a hard message here. And he's saying, but like, stay with me, like stick with me. Like, I know this part is really hard. Like, I know you don't want to hear what I have to say, but if you can just like abide right. in it, if you can just like, trust me that what I'm telling you is going to make you better, right. Then you're going to be blessed right. because of it. And I, I kind of relate this to dance because Well, I mean, I relate everything to dance.
2: There's kind of are you a dancer? I know.
0: <laughs> oh, have I not mentioned? Yeah. There's this um, thing in kind of dance classes that's a little bit weird, but dan- you'll hear dancers say, like, the teacher didn't correct me today. Or the teacher didn't, you know, she didn't look at me she didn't tell me anything I was doing wrong, which sounds kind of weird. Like, they're upset that no one is telling them what they're doing wrong. But dancers kind of have this mindset, like, if the teacher is not correcting you and you're not getting kind of, like, some harsh feedback – that means she doesn't care enough about right. what you're doing to correct you. Right? Like she doesn't isn't paying attention to you, huh. and so and I feel like that a lot of times with God. Like if you're feeling that like that friction of the Holy Spirit, you're feeling that conviction, and you're kind of dealing with some hard stuff with God. Like, be encouraged by it because He cares about you enough right. to want to fix you. Right? Like I've heard this saying I don't know where it's it came from, but like it's like God loves you the way you are, but he loves you too much to let you stay that way. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's kind of what this part of abiding, you know, is, is dealing with like deal with what God is, is teaching you the hard things that God is teaching you about yourself. And then the last way that the word minnow is, is kind of referenced in the Greek is to, is, is, is as a state of condition. And it says to remain as one, not to become another or different, mm. to wait for a wait one, and and that is obviously like the coolest one to me because you're awaiting God. Like there's wow. a, this is a whole nother level of abiding. Like we've we've dealt with the staying where you're at, where He's called you. We've dealt with like kind of enduring the hard things, and now He's saying to wait as one, and it's just I'm so blown away by what the Lord is doing. At, um, john fifteen six through 7 is obviously like our the verse with uh, abide and it's if anyone does not remain in me he is thrown out like a branch and dries up and such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire and are burned up if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you and this is like where the the being in abiding like be abiding comes in if you read Isaiah 40, 31, it says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They should mount up like wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Mm. And so this part of abiding is about waiting. And if you look up this word, wait, it's kavah. And it means to wait, to look for, to hope, to expect, to wait or look eagerly for. And, and that is that's what's really cool to me about this. Um, it's kind of given me another like side of the same coin with being that it's not just, um, kind of a state of like nothingness. It's not just a sitting back. It's a waiting expectantly for Mm -hmm. what God is doing in you. That's right. It's trusting in the Lord that he isn't just kind of sitting by doing nothing. It's you knowing and trusting God enough that you're, eagerly and excitedly waiting for what he's about to do for you Mm -hmm. that's awesome i picture like a kid on christmas eve how they are like eager and excited about what they're gonna see the next morning and that's how in our being and our kind of sitting and being still and being free and just kind of waiting on the lord and not doing things ourselves we should be like a kid on Christmas Eve, like so a flutter and waiting and excited about what God is doing. Total anticipation for what the Lord is doing.
2: And I love that because we were talking about in being patient, um, you know, how we need to just sit and wait and give it to God. But what I love about this is, is, it's giving us something to do while we're waiting. Yeah. Have eager yeah. anticipation yeah. to be like a kid on Christmas, right. to be, to be waiting with your eyes wide open and your ears and your heart open to God saying, what is it going to be? And yeah. What are you doing in me? And I know it might not feel good and I know it might hurt, but doggone it, I'm sticking in and I'm yeah. going to be patient. I'm coming to you and yeah. I'm going to abide. And I know that you are perfecting your faith in me. Yes. Like yeah. that, that's
0: the story. Yeah, that's the mission. Absolutely. That's so true. And, you know, and I wanted to ask the two of you, I didn't tell you this beforehand because I did want it to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to ask you guys, if you have like personal stories or examples where you've really felt like, and I want you to look at the three different references to abiding either in a place or enduring something hard or in a state or condition of waiting, like what, have you ever had a time in your life where you knew? Or you look back and you realize that you are having to really abide and wait on the Lord.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I mean that's really (laughs) the whole. (laughs) um, Hey, and join us next week for. (laughs) Uh, the practical explanations of how we've had to abide. That is be still be free. Like this is my story. It's why I'm passionate about it because God said, I mean, listen, I've known since I was little, I want to serve God. Mm-hmm. And you know, my, my pendulum has shifted from extremely rules, works, yeah, Pharise- you know, Pharisee yeah. kind of to very, oh, God's grace and love. Yeah. And just now kind of this balance of, um, Really wanting to abide in God and be used by Him. And I knew from a very young age I wanted to be used by Him, but you know, He just kept saying, Not now, not yet, yeah. not now, not yet. But why not now? You're doing it for other people. Why not yet? You're doing it for other people. You want me to go back to the hospital and work? I don't want to go back to the hospital and work. Mm-hmm. When are you going to let me be in my wheelhouse? When are you going to give me that perfect whatever? And Even with Be Still, Be Free, and Monica and I were talking about this last night, it's easy to look around and see that other people are doing bigger things that are having Mm -hmm. bigger impacts. But this this is what he gave. This was what he revealed. This is what he said, okay, Sarah, now this and and i want to be so in check because i have learned the hard way not to try to take and now this and go and create some huge you know building beyond what he ever anticipated coming out of right. it because it's not what we can do with what he gives us it's what we allow him to do through us with what he gives absolutely. us absolutely and so um i mean my i guess my my message is be okay with waiting be okay with lying every, laying everything that you have at the feet of Christ and you laying in his arms you being like a little kid climbing into his lap and saying okay god it's all about you yeah like just just work it out and and go through go through the tough times because I'm telling you you will have more peace you will have more joy you will have more contentment you will have the ability to to do be the things that we're talking about being because it will have been because it was God and Christ mm-hmm. in you yes. and not you doing it yourself. It totally pays off. And even if your vision is never what God's appointment is, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Just keep doing what God appoints. Yeah. That's all you need to do. That's all you're responsible for. You don't right. have to create something bigger and better to do.
0: Yeah. And there's a piece in that too. There is. That comes
2: with just like
0: abiding and doing what you know he's called you to do and there's and I know that Monica you specifically have have had this very same experience where you knew God yeah. wanted you where you were at and he didn't well, release it's so you right there's a
1: there's there's a freedom that comes with that you know and in John eight thirty two or some somewhere around there it says that um, Jesus tells his disciples if you hear my word and abide in me you will be my disciples semicolon you will know the truth and the truth will set yeah. you free like mm-hmm. that's all one thought yes. in one section of verses. Um, and we've talked about that several weeks ago with be free, but the, the first part is being still, because he said, you have to hear me. So you have to be still to hear and then abide in me, be still and stay there. And that's what will bring truth. And, um, when I was single and working in advertising, I got to this point where I, it was exactly what we talked about at the beginning. I was like, I need to be out of here. Like, at first, I thought I needed a new position at the agency. Like, I just needed—I need a promotion. I need to switch departments, and I was really discontent. And God was like, "Just stay put." Yeah. And then I thought it was okay. I need to change agencies. I need to go to a whole different agency. Just stay put. Just abide in yes. and just stay put. And this was like over the course of a year. And eventually, what was happening is that God was bringing me out of agency corporate world altogether and into ministry. But yeah. I didn't see that back when I thought right. I needed a new position, right. and I didn't see it when I thought I needed a new agency. Yeah. But I stayed with him. I heard him and I abided with him. And then he, his truth was you're going to be free from this because there's a whole new path yeah. being made, right. but you weren't ready. For it you don't and and it wasn't ready for you then. Yeah. So it just
2: abided me. Yeah. yeah. And it goes back to the whole thing because he knew, he knew the plans he had for you. Yes. He knew where he was leading you. And that's why his promise of just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so right. are my ways higher than yours. And so are my thoughts higher mm-hmm. than yours. If you can just trust that, that yeah. I'm bigger I see everything. It's a you very don't. holy chill out. It's a very holy <laughs> a chill very out. very holy chill out. But it's, it is put. the honest truth. It is a very holy chill out. And you're missing it. it, it you're missing it if you're unwilling. Mm-hmm. You're missing it in a big, fat, stinking way. So what are some,
0: it. like, let it, what is one practical application that you would give to women? I mean, we've all, I mean, you guys have endured much longer than me in some certain situations. What are you trying to say? I mean, how can Old. I backtrack? Words, 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 much, come back in. Come much back in. older
2: <laughs> than I. Yeah, for our listeners out there, this is how young Amber is, okay? She doesn't need, she never even knew there was a, a Charlie's Angels I, I, TV I, I show. Me, yeah. I
0: think I heard that at one point. <laughs> that was, that was, uh, gosh. So, okay, what is one thing that you would tell women listening to this, like how to Abide where well, you you're know, at.
1: I think what's really cool is how you um, brought up the fact that there's three different, um, like the references to abiding. There's three different, like the place and the time. And I think the first thing would be whatever you're going through right now, recognize what type of abiding yeah. that you, God is asking mm-hmm. you to be in. Is it yeah. a Is it a place? Is it a time? Is it a um was it a condition, a state, or condition? Figure out which place you're in, and I mean, we. This is our practical application every week. Find a verse, it yeah. But like literally, like get yourself the truth some, Get yourself a sword because that's what you're going yeah. to need a sword with until a sword. <laughs> I totally just did, you that. did that. You did that. That's so disgusting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no offense, <laughs> but find yourself a verse that will really apply that you can use every that's single right. day when the, when the Satan starts to whisper. Move on, move on, move on, and God's calling you to abide. Find that verse that will be your anchor.
2: Yes, Sarah. and and mine would be just do it. Yeah, like we need to we need to quit. Wait, I'm serious. So we need to quit waiting around for this aha moment of God's going to make everything perfect and and give me every tool that I need to do everything that I want. You've got to put forth the effort. You know, in, in church last night, Greg and Gary were talking about. You can't just want reconciliation. You have to be part of the reconciliation. Yeah. You can't just want to be, have abiding. You have to be the abider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you can't just want to be kind. You have to be kind. Yeah. You can't just want patience. You have to be patient. This is not God make it easy for me and, and everything's going to be okay. Be willing to just do it no yeah. matter what the cost, knowing that you hold the promise of and the truth will set you free.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I, I think mine would be um, talk to a mentor, mm-hmm. like someone yes. that you respect spiritually that is wise. Yes. And, because that was huge for me right. when I needed to, because in my flesh and in my, like, you know, 21, 22, 23-year-old mind was just like, I'm going to just go and just do stuff. But after I talked to someone who was wise and spiritually yeah. walking, like really walking with the Lord, I kind of realized, like, okay. That's not what God's yeah. calling me yeah. to do. And, and I think that that's a huge part of spiritual growth is find a mentor. Seek, wise counsel. That's Seek wise, wise counsel. Seek wise counsel. Biblical.
1: Completely yeah. biblical.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'll pray us out. Sure. And yes. um, we'll be done for today. Okay. Thank you, girls, so much. Okay. Uh, Father, thank you for abiding with us, first of all. Thank you for dwelling with us and sitting with us and being with us and being a God that is so, so very present. We are in awe of you. And and God, I pray that as we are continuing to walk this journey with you, that you would teach us more about abiding, teach us more about patience and what it means to really sit with you and be with you and, and dwell in your house, God. I, I pray, Father, for every woman listening to this, every person who hears our words, God, that you would speak directly to their heart. You know exactly what's going on in their life, and you know if there's something in their life that they want to they want to fight or flight, but they need to abide, and, and I pray, God, that you would speak directly to that situation. We love you so much, and we are just so blessed to be a part of what you're doing in people's lives. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the b We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Be Still, Be Free. And of course, check out our website, www.bestillbefree.com.